0: Hello, hello, it's David Warrench. Welcome again to the Authentic Dad Podcast. Thought I'd mix it up today with a little funk. Hope you like the funk. Today I'm joined by Stort Roberts. Stort is a fascinating guy with a fascinating career who hit bottom and kind of had everything. The wife, the kids, the, the great job, but it didn't work out the way he thought it would or the way the script he had planned. Um, But then he kind of bounced back and came on the other side and wrote this amazing book to kind of inspire other people who are going through the same thing. It's a great conversation. I really appreciated his time. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you on the other side. Reach out to me further.coach, F-U-R-T-H-U-R.coach. We can do a free 30-minute discovery call. I am still coaching. I'd be happy to talk to you. And uh, check me out on Instagram. I'm starting a YouTube channel if you want to check out the YouTube channel. Currently only one video. Hope everybody's safe and well and healthy and getting by. Talk soon. All right. I'm here with Stuart Roberts. I will just read a little bit of what you sent me, but not all of it because there's so much good to be had. Father, husband, entrepreneur, author angel investor, board member and volunteer. He worked on the international equity trading desk at Morgan Stanley in New York, co-founded TIX, T-I-X, China, a Shanghai based trading company and served as orange County's president of tech coast angels, the largest angel investment group. He's wall street trained. He's Harvard educated, but it wouldn't last in six years. He says drugs, anger and depression put his marriage and family at risk. Uh, and he built his own solution, transformed his life. He wrote a book, an excellent book that um, I've been reading through. Thank you so much for joining me, Sort.
1: All right, thank you. It's
0: been a pleasure to be here. Uh, San Diego, is that where you're at? That is yeah,
1: About 20 miles north of San Diego.
0: Excellent. It looks very bright and sunny, um, even from your window that I that I can see. It's cold as hell over here, so thanks for bringing the sun. Uh, I always you know, I like to hear the story. I know you've told the story probably many, many times, but tell it again, um, you know, kind of like the cliff note version of, of how you ended up on this podcast.
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, short story is I uh, grew up in the Midwest. I was born outside of Dayton and grew up and went to high school in Cleveland. And I was a, my, my parents did, did well, but we were, I was a middle-class kid and I grew up in a wealthy neighborhood. So I grew up th- thinking I was poor. <laughs> so yeah. I went to college with a, with a uh, intention on on changing that, studied economics, and went to Wall Street, uh, really because I wanted to make money. And I thought that if I made money, that was the missing link, and, and that the rest of my life would fall into place. Uh, money would give me options. I would, would meet and find the woman of my dreams, have a couple of beautiful children, and then life would probably somewhere around my late 30s, early 40s, would pretty much just yeah. evolve and, and everything would be great. Cream sheets. Right? <laughs> So uh, so, I got a lot of that and uh, woke up in 2015 uh, faced with a lot of failure. Uh, my wife wanted a divorce. Um, I was angry. Uh, we had two little kids at home. Things were out of control. And on paper, it looked great, right? You read some of those things. I've had a lot of, a lot of opportunities. But at home, things were not good. And um, it was a huge reality check for me that I was failing on multiple fronts. I was failing... Uh, failing as a husband, I was failing as a father. Um, I was failing with myself. I was was out of shape. Health good.
0: It's hard to picture you out of
1: shape. Sorry, you look so you, you, you look so fit. Well, <laughs> I, it's it's I rebounded right. So this was twenty fifteen, and uh, I didn't know how to handle it, uh, David. I didn't know where to turn. There didn't seem to be any any programs or any any uh, any quick wins for me. And and again, everything was imploding. So I stopped everything. Um, I stopped working and I focused on turning it around. And, and I'm blessed to say that my wife stuck with me, um, and we turned it. We turned it around. We turned the marriage around. Um, I have changed drastically. And, and to be honest with you, when I when I finished this, went through this transformation, part of me wanted to put it away and not talk about it. Yeah. A lot of it was ugly. A lot of it was really ugly. And it would have been really easy for me to do that. But that. I found myself having conversations with other people. And when I would open up and share this with them, they said, oh, you know, I can remember being, two, remember two and a half years ago, being in someone's backyard here in the neighborhood and uh, uh, up on the hill, a uh, beautiful home. You know, everything was, was well maintained. The, you know, they probably put a couple hundred thousand dollars into their backyard, waterfall coming down the way. And we were all talking about who we were, what we were doing. And when I shared this, one of the wives came over to me. Later in the evening, and she said, "Our lives are imploding." Mm-hmm. And she just opened up and shared all this with me, and it was it was just amazing because from from an exterior vantage point, everything looked perfect in her life, and yet everything wasn't. And so, I, the, the more I have these conversations, the more I realize there's a need for this. So I wrote a book about it. And uh, after that dinner, uh, one of the one of the guests at the dinner was was an author, and I said, "How do you do it?" And she said. A thousand words a day come hell or high water i write a thousand words a day so i went home thinking i could do that a thousand words a day and in a couple months bit out a rough, rough draft and then you know muddled through the the editing how and, many and how so many pages is finished. that uh, it was about 350 330 but pages.
0: how many how many a thousand words a day is how many
1: i have no concept like oh gosh five, i don't know it's a couple five, of pages, okay yeah maybe two two and a half yeah. pages um uh, but anyway, so I so I wrote the book, and and now my message is to share this and, and educate. Uh, primarily, I'm focused on on men, fathers, dads, people who have been externally successful but are failing. Uh, and we, we talked about our our one and two dimensional.
0: Yeah, well, I want to. I love that, and I, I haven't heard that, heard it framed that way before. I want to. I'm going to mention that. But before I do, I'm you know I'm I'm listening to you. I'm curious. Because a lot, the book is really um, vulnerable and courageous. So, bravo for going there and going deep. I'm kind of curious, like, how did your wife feel about you making all of these struggles? Because she's a part of it so public, and was she was she was on board immediately, or was that what was that conversation like?
1: Well, she, I mean, at the time when I was going through it, she, you know, to be honest, you, your your wife knows you, your spouse knows you better than anyone, right? So when you wake up one day and all of a sudden you've changed, I mean, how would you respond? You know, she laughed. Mm -hmm. She was, she was critical. She was, uh, she said, you know, it's too late. It's Mm -hmm. too late. Um, And so change is about, uh, it's about your actions. I read something the other day. It said, every action I take is a vote for the type of person I will become. So this is where we get into trouble is that we think, Oh, I'm going to make some changes and, and I'm going to be different. But then other people around us are still responding to the old us, Definitely. And, and then we lose, and then we lose lose faith in that. We we stick with it a week or two, or maybe a month, and then we're like, wait a minute, uh, it's not working, right? But change is about figuring out the direction you want to go in, and then committing to that, irrespective of what's happening around you. And that's where it, where it's hard, well, my friend. That's well, where was she challenges.
0: comfortable with you writing a book about it, is, I guess is what oh. like was, was that. It, Yes, yeah.
1: because because she sees she sees the need mm-hmm. okay. and she sees that, you know, so many people who either we know or, or you know, in our orbit are have have done mm-hmm. more and achieved more than their fathers or, or their families growing up. And they're not where they want to be. And and they don't have the answers. And so hopefully my this book is a humble approach to saying here are my failures. This is where I messed up and this is how I fixed it and this is how you could fix it yeah
0: and and did you have friends or family members when you know as you were saying before like this new person and sometimes people don't react well to that like what was that like for you when let's say because when the book came out 2020
1: the book came out uh 2021 Mm -hmm. at the in january 2020 so it's been out what was it
0: like for people that knew you as you know pre pre visibility which is the name of the book and, and reading that about you and saying, wow what the heck yeah what was that like the reaction
1: um you know it's, it's like yeah. you said it, it was I put myself in a vulnerable mm-hmm. place but because I but I did it because I thought that the the need for this was greater than my ego uh, and I hope it comes across that way but p- people are, for the most part have been very supportive they'll say oh gee I didn't know about you, know that about you or I didn't have your background I mean most people who I know, Know the no know, know the you know the the bio that you just read. Yeah. Uh, I ran Tech Coast Angels in Orange County. I, I was a leader in that that market. Uh, ran a trading company in China. Um, they know that about me. They know my resume, but only a few people had known some of the details. So the people that have have read it have you know come up and they've thanked me for the vulnerability and for how I've helped them. Yeah, uh, in their own journey. Well, it's super
0: vulnerable, and also it's it's there's so much, and I'm wondering. You know, from someone who, who was feeling kind of lost and disillusioned and kind of hitting bottom, like where did all the chops come from? Like, where did the wisdom, who, where did you train? Where did you learn? Cause it had to have, it was, oh. Oh, what yeah. did you go deep on to, to, gain? I mean, it's really, there's so much, I mean, there's even smoothie recipes in this
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I, uh, I never forget this conversation bottom for me was I was driving my kids to school and, uh, and, uh, my I had a first grader and a kindergartner at the time and my first grader was breaking down. She was panicked. She wasn't understanding things at school and she was just losing it in the car on the way to school. And I remember driving home from that, you know, basically drop the kids off. Someone from the front office grabbed them, And I broke down. I, I lost it on the way home. You know, my, my marriage was in shambles. I, my, my kids were in a, my child was in a panic, uh, and just everything was going sideways, and I remember I was so angry, I was so angry, and I picked up the phone and I called a good friend of mine, and I told him this story. You know, I can't believe yeah. this is happening. And you, you know, and my my vantage point was, I'm the provider, I'm killing it, I'm, I'm done right. all this, and and there was a long pause at the end of, uh, at the end of my diatribe, diatribe, and he said, and I said, you're not saying anything, and he said, I'm not sure you're ready to hear what I have to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, it was at, at that point to answer your question. So he sent me a pile of books, uh, Okay. and basically it was a reality check to, you know, why don't you learn a little bit about yourself? Why don't you take, mm-hmm. you know, this learning curve? And I was fortunate that he was, you know, 15 years ahead of me yeah. and had been through a lot of this. And, and so I'm very blessed to be surrounded with <laughs> other men in my life. He's, right? he's like, you know, don't just say welcome to the shit show. Let
0: me give you a few things to
1: read. Right. Right, 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 right. Welcome, and and they're not just telling me what I, I want to hear. For him. And and actually, that conversation, I remember, I was mad for two mm-hmm. weeks about that. I couldn't believe that he didn't understand, and then I realized it, and that was certainly a turning point for me. So I picked up, you know, started reading everything I get my hands on in terms of uh, self help, improvement, uh, diet, fitness, um, you know, marriage, all, all this these topics that I was so so uh, so so challenged in. And, uh, I attended, uh, courses yeah. and, and uh, you know, seminars but and, and what I like about I it, I, I
0: don't think you kind of, re- what I like about the book, to be honest, i read tons of this stuff and you're not regurgitating just things that you read. There's really sharp, sharp insights in here. And you mentioned before, we'll go back to it. One of the things I like this idea of one dimensional man, two dimensional, tell me, let's tell me about that. Cause I like, I think I see that in the world and you put a language to that where this, this person is just identified with the job or, or, or one right. thing. And then what right. happens if that falls apart? And I think that's really dangerous. So tell me about that. Let's look at the history.
1: Mm-hmm. We're most of us, our, our, biggest role models in our lives are our fathers, right? And our fathers of the, the 20th century, our fathers, our father's role was very clear for the most part, they were the provider, they were provider and protector. And, if you know they went to work they worked hard all day they provided and if you know they were good parents or good husbands that was kind of extra there wasn't a lot expected by our moms if we're honest and so we entered we entered the right you know in the in the the next century and we are finding ourselves we look to our fathers as a role model and and we're seeing that there there are many shortcomings and our wives for the most part have, have have uncovered that and said Look, you need to be more than just that person at work. Okay, I need you here. Most women work too, and so you know so you're dealing with two-income households. You're, you're raising kids together, and you know all that was 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 uh, was not expected of our fathers. Now there's this this huge expectation that we we have, and so many men are blindsided with it. And they'll answer, we'll say, well, gee, I can't be good at everything, yeah. right? But my argument is, in the book, the acronym is shift. Yeah. And it's self health, something I call inner peace, which is basically mental <laughs> health, um, family, marriage as one, and then and then trade work. So the idea is that you need to be working on all five of these areas, and being good at one or two uh, with the other three falling off a cliff. That's where I was, and yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna go out in flames. Yep. So. So, and then it gives you the specific tools about how to go about
0: that. Yeah. Don Draper only had to fill one bucket. Right. And from I mean now we, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, in some ways I, I, you know, I I grew up in the eighties, but in some ways, maybe the fifties, actually a little bit easier in that it was clear. Dad did this. Mom did this. One worked, one didn't. You filled one bucket. Um, I'm not I, by, by no means am I advocating for this, but I could see how it's more confusing now.
1: Right. So we wake up and we find ourselves and and most of us are good at one or two things. And, um, you know, most of us, most men forget themselves or, or moms, too. They forget themselves because they're too busy parenting they're too busy providing and they forget their health because they don't have time. And, and then the marriage is on autopilot, or they think it is, right? But what, if you look at their calendar, I mean, I, I challenge you, anyone listening to this, look at your calendar and what's on your calendar. I've, I'm willing to bet that 80% of what's on your calendar, specifically for men, is work-related. Mm. It's things we need to do. It's meetings we're going to have. But we don't calendar other things in our lives that are important. Uh, date night with our, with our wife. Uh, yep. We don't calendar, you know, going to the gym. Uh, because that might be extra if we have time. We don't. You know, we're, if we're not tracking it, we're not improving, and we're not we're not growing. Sure. And so that's my, my yeah. Logic. No, I
0: find myself saying like, as soon as I get through all this, then I'll exercise. As if if I have time. Classic. Absolutely. Right? And that's where I
1: was. That's where I was as well. I mean, we had we had one one kid, and you know, eight years ago, we had one child, a newborn or under two, and we had another one on the way, and it was all I could do to work a full day come home help out with dinner and then uh you know put one kid down and and clean up and i found myself on a wednesday night it was 9 30 i'm still cleaning the kitchen right and then i would go upstairs and sit in front of the tv pour myself a drink sometimes a second or a third because uh, and i was medicating because i i was you know wasn't wasn't happy with where i was and i was stressed all the time and you know pretty soon it's 11 30 and uh i'm I'm into the you know finishing my third episode of Breaking Bad and headed to bed and then hit the snooze button in the morning and starting all over starting behind the eight ball every morning.
0: very good transition uh, because you do have um, a, a, a a quite a bit of discussion about sedation right drinks, alcohol, caffeine, breaking bad. however, I have to push back a little bit. You say, depending on caffeine, to wake up isn't lifting you to new heights so much as bringing you back to normal from the previous cups withdrawal. As a coffee enthusiast, breaks my heart. Do you not drink coffee? <laughs> Do you not drink coffee? So,
1: so let's give, let me give you some I'm, I'm kidding. Here. You don't so, have to drink coffee. I, I, love, I love coffee. I used to order uh, blue bottle oh, out of San Francisco of was, a, was a favorite. My wife and I would order it and we, we ordered the beans and then we would... We would grind oh, the okay. beans, uh, you know, and how oh, we love I love the you smell. You got street cred the aroma me yeah. Roma right. and the the taste. I mean, and and uh, but for me then this is just very specific to my to myself, mm-hmm. uh, It was the the caffeine was a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me, you know, I I wake up and I'm I'm mm-hmm. alert. I'm I'm ready to go. I don't and and the, the caffeine would just it made me angry. Interesting. Uh, and very tense and stressed. And so there came a point where, you know, it, it wasn't helping me in my marriage. It wasn't helping with the kids. I was reacting and I was reacting because the caffeine yeah. was firing the, and, and uh, yeah, it really know, ramped you up. It wasn't. Yeah. So, and, and I might be, you know, one out of a hundred, but for me, it, it just, didn't
0: I, I'm totally messing around. And, uh, I know it doesn't work for everybody. <laughs>
1: and, and so, but no, I love, I, I mean, I still drink decaf, <laughs> but even in, de- in moderation, because I'm, I'm so sensitive to it. I can pick up the caffeine. and What about out. tea? I can uh, tea. I drink. Mm-hmm. I drink herbal mm-hmm. tea uh, with no caffeine. Okay. I, I drink probably three cups a day. Uh, that's my. That's my thing. But it's all about. So here, this is a perfect example. I love coffee, right? But I conditioned myself to do without it. And if you had told me this, you know, eight years ago that I could do this, I would have said, You're "Yeah, crazy, You're crazy." But it's like anything. It's like it's sugar. It's um, it's your mm-hmm. diet. It's Anything you can do, it's your exercise routine. You are, we are capable of so much, and yet we don't give ourselves the credit and we dismiss it and, 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 and just amble along with what isn't working because we don't think we can make those changes. So the book and my mantra, my, what I'm all about is helping people, men in particular, fathers who are husbands, um, making these changes and transforming their lives in the process. Yeah,
0: you had something in there, because I know you're an early riser, which I want to talk about, that, what is it, 2,000 more hours a year? if Because what, do you wake up about 5 in the morning?
1: So, I usually, usually I'm up at 5.30. My alarm goes off at 5, 5.30.
0: Are you a morning? Because I know I really do think some people naturally, the whole morning person, there's research on that. Some people naturally are morning people, and some people really need... To sleep did you have to condition yourself to do that or are you sort of five o'clock is no so, problem
1: so the, no of course i had to condition myself so the, the mistake people make is um you know going to bed at 11 11 yeah. 30 getting up at 6 30 or 7 and now i want to get up at 5 5 mm-hmm. 30 but i'm still going to bed 11 11 mm-hmm. 30. you can't deprive your body of that sleep you need the sleep right. so you need to adjust your schedule at night so the the section on time is all about you know we're all challenged with with time we all have a, a certain limited number of hours in the day that we could work to get everything done, to get our work done, to get our and our know, health taken care of, taking care of the kids and and, and uh, connect with our spouse. How do you do that? So the, the example that I showed is this is how you can take and add hours to your yeah. week and it adds up. I mean especially and, if you have
0: kids. I have a friend who's writing a novel Is like a you know he has a regular day job but and yeah, he's doing it four or five in the morning. stealing absolutely um so you're so you you're telling me you, you you had to stop drinking the wine and watching the breaking pad and um, <laughs> so you I mean you realigned everything so so what advice and I'm speaking I guess I'm speaking for myself besides going to bed early I mean just set the alarm rip off the
1: band-aid and do it
0: kind of thing is there
1: well, anything else well let's 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 look at a, at a, I mean we can talk mm-hmm. about this, but I think it might help to give you know provide some context to this. This is all about growth and change and and your own individual journey, right? And and your biggest competitor is yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's who you were last week, last month, last quarter, last year, and and how you're you're growing and how you you know your path. And along those lines, there are several things that that I have identified that have really helped uh, me and and men that I've worked with. Uh, you know, along this transformation, okay, and 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 one of the thing what, what you're talking about here is all about the morning yep. routine, right? And I am someone who hated routine. Routine to me was boring. Exactly. Like I've run for me run businesses and done things, and, and I want I want every day to be unique. I don't want it to
0: be mm-hmm.
1: you know, boring, the same thing. But my mornings are for the most part very um, boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am up at five thirty, and first thing I do in the morning is oil pulling which is uh, an ancient practice where you put a little coconut oil in your mouth, you rinse it around, clean out all the bacteria. Uh, it's great if you're getting sick or if huh. your health isn't good, or even if you have bad breath, it's a cure to bad okay. breath, okay? And while I'm doing this, I'm, I'm stretching. I do it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm uh, brushing my teeth and uh, basically getting ready to head off to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I've got, a, I've got usually a different days of the week, but usually I have a 6 to 7 a.m. class. And I'm either spinning, uh, biking, or I'm doing some weights, or doing something that gets my energy level up. This is before breakfast. This is before. And this is on your caffeine. calendar. This is on mm-hmm. my calendar. You bet mm-hmm. your ass it is. I mean, it, it's got to be, or it doesn't get done, right? And it's it's on your calendar. You go, and even better yet, you pay in advance. Mm-hmm. So you know that'll help you get you out your you out the door. But and it's about, it's about earning your breakfast. Yeah. Okay. And this is before anyone else is up. And then I'm home and we've got this ritual at home with, with the girls of two girls, eight and 10 and they like waffles in the morning. They like eggs. And so we've got a waffle maker. So I'll get home and we'll make them, my wife and I will make them waffles and eggs. And we we're connecting then I'll drive the kids to school. And again, it's a chance to connect. And I I would strongly suggest anyone who's outsourcing that, that obligation, don't figure out a way where, you know, if your spouse is doing all the, the, the commuting or, you know, take part yeah. in it because it's so, let important me just strongly
0: agree with you on that. I drive my 13 year old middle schooler every day. It's only, it's right oh, basically across the street, but it's a five minute golden opportunity and beautiful moments every morning that we have, whether it's joking around or talking about what's happening or so, so great just that little thing
1: absolutely absolutely so then the kids start school at eight so then i get back to the the uh my home office and usually i meditate if i haven't meditated when i first got up if i didn't have enough time um, i'll meditate for 10 15 Mm -hmm. minutes now for most people that's hard to do and it's taken me a while to get into it i use um i use an oculus which is a, a virtual reality Application and it really huh. it, it transports you into this, but it makes meditation very easy. So I'll do that for fifteen. Is it like 10, headphones or glasses or it's it's goggles God, that yeah. go over your uh-huh. head and gives you a you know it's it's virtual cool. reality. Um, and and that for to me has been trans transformational. So it's it's a way to you have to you have to be selfish about mm-hmm. it. You got the worst thing you can do is get up and start looking at emails and reacting to what's happening and because you're basically you're hijacking your morning with stuff yeah and and we need to place a chance to reset and recharge and that's what mornings are all about the exercise the meditation the time you
0: hit realize. it on the, the 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 hit it on the head for me in that if, of course for years people have been um talking about the importance of a morning routine and showing you know whether it's a podcast or a book and and I'm talking about their own morning routine, and I've always thought, "Oh, that's so boring," you know. But what's the alternative? You know, not having well, you know, that the, the habits are going to change your life and set the agenda and align you. But but I struggle with what
1: you said. is like I don't want to do the same thing every day. Right, but it's it's a it's a good two mm-hmm. times, right? So then so then I'm back at my desk or I'm at my desk for the first time, and it's about 8.30. Now, obviously, you have to do this to, to what works for, for right, your schedule. Right. But I've had time for myself. I've had time. I like to say, again, I've earned my breakfast, yeah. right? I've, I've burned 500 calories uh, at the gym, and I'm, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm on an empty stomach, which is great. I, we do intermittent fasting, which is fast helpful. for about 16 hours. Um, and again, all these things take time. But if you, even if you take it in in baby steps and just work on, you know, just getting out of the house in the morning and, and making it to the gym, I don't even care if you, you know, you sit there and, and look at your phone for the first week. At least you're getting out of the house and you're doing it. You're making it easy for you. And this is all baby steps, and I lay all this out, out in the book.
0: Um, and you're doing a combination, you said what, spinning, weights, sometimes yoga, cardio? Sure.
1: Oh, so Let's talk about yeah. exercise. Great. So when, when I was in my, I remember when I was in, in high school and in college, I wanted to look good. I wanted to yeah. feel good. It was all about muscles, right? Especially for yeah. men. the idea of working out is synonymous with lifting weights. Well, weights are great in your 20s and they're, they're great now too because uh, we lose muscle mass as we get older. But now I'm in my early 50s. I'm 51. And if card, cardio needs to be a huge part of your weekly routine, it's great for your heart. You need to attend to the most important muscle in your body, which is your heart. So, so I do a combination every week. I'm I'm biking about 40 miles a Mm. week through three spin classes. I do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. um, I'm doing uh, high intensity interval training. I do some yoga once or twice a week. And, you know, then the meditation. So it's all about, and of course, core core is so important. Corey's working your gut. And most men in particular neglect that because it's not sexy, Mm. right? You can't see that, you you know, you don't see the muscles in your arms, your legs, but all these things, uh, are essential for, you know, as we get older for, for that balance and, and, and that building the person who I want to be to show up for my wife, my kids and myself.
0: I want to talk about your wife, but what, um, were you doing like no exercise before,
1: uh, before I mean, the I transformation. Would, David, it was, it, it, it was sad. I didn't have time.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't, I, my argument was I did not have time. Mm-hmm. So again, in, in the book, there's a whole chapter on how to find that time mm-hmm. because you, you have to take care of yourself. And if you don't, you know, we all want, we all need to be around. We, we just assume we're going to live till 80, 90. Uh, but, but you, if you don't take care of yourself, your chances of, of making it to see those ages are, are, are a lot more challenging. And I want to be around for my kids. I want to be around and not only be around, but I want to be in a position where I'm healthy enough to be involved. I mean, how many people can, can work a 10 hour day and then come home and jump on the trampoline with the kids? Yeah, not, not a now. lot. I mean, it's, right? the, the, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, the, it's hard to do. So, but we need to be there. And I didn't want to be the the dad on the sidelines or, you know, at the park watching my phone. Uh, because i was too tired to engage
0: um, um before i transition to your to your wife and' I were jumping around there's so much there's so much gold in this one thing i was curious about with um with men especially high achieving men is what what about how does the hobbies into your life do you, you know, exercise could could be seen as as that i don't know if you see it that way or what do you do um i don't know golf live music
1: you know ex- <laughs> exercise isn't such a hobby and yeah. it's, it's essential uh-huh. it's essential for longevity it's essential for health um you know music's great my wife and i love uh loved, love live music uh, and i think we had that yeah. in common you said too you're really into that my wife was trained uh, professionally to oh, sing cool. and she doesn't do that professionally but she we that, that's something that we really enjoy doing in our you know for date night or for or just uh, entertainment I think it's so important um, but,
0: because as we spoke about the one dimensional or two-dimensional person, you know, if, gosh, if they lose a job or something happens professionally and all their eggs are in that basket, you know, that one dimension, hopefully, I mean, for me, I have a lot, of, you know, the hobbies are so important because when I'm not, if we can not over identify with that one thing, you have all of these things as a buffer, all these things you enjoy, that you're passionate about. And I just, I should do a whole episode on hobbies. I think hobbies are so important. Um yeah, and they add richness and and dimension, so I was curious about, yeah, that
1: huge, yeah. huge. I mean, we are so many men that I work with are um their identity and their work are yeah. the same. If they didn't have that job or they weren't running that company, uh they wouldn't know who they were and and to your point, you know, we all go through transitions in life in life, you lose a job or you sell the business. And you sit around wondering, you know, who the hell am I? That was my whole identity went with it. So, so to that end, it's so important. We argue whether you're, I don't care whether you're a mom or a dad, you, your time is so short. And what we do is we shortchange ourselves. And that's the biggest mistake you can make. And that's where I found myself angry is because I didn't have a life that was separate from my obligations as a father, as a provider, mm-hmm. as a husband. I didn't know who I was. And, and, and this is, you know, I, I think if you, you know, if your listeners really look you know, who am I, ask yourself that question, who am I apart from my obligations? And so right. you know, one of the things I, I work with on men is building that community. You need it to be surrounded by a community of men who are more than just their resume. And this isn't a networking group, but mm-hmm. one of the things I do is every month we do it the second Tuesday of the month. We've got a group of about 10 12 men, usually eight to eight to 10 show up on any mm-hmm. any month. But if you're in town, you show up and I started doing this at my house. Oh, cool. It's in person. I would in person, we'd have dinner, we'd have, uh, have drinks and then there'd be a topic of discussion mm-hmm. and we talk about all these things that are relevant to our lives, whether it be with our kids or our performance, our health. And, and it was, this was a great, such a great experience because when I first did this five years ago, I found all these men who are several, several men who I admired largely from their external Mm. accomplishments. And when we got together, it was very clear that some people were, you know, someone was really dialed in with their health. Another person was, you know, had done really well, you know, running this tech company and we got together and we helped each other and we educated each other on what we were really good at.
0: I love that. It's almost like a little, each person did a little Ted talk.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and I'm a firm believer. If you are who you spend, you know, the, the, look at the five people you spend time with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who are those people? You're you're an amalgamation of that. That's your standard. That's your benchmark. And so, to raise that bar, surround yourself with people you admire who have success in areas where maybe you yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, it's almost and um, they can help. like a personal development mastermind, you know, but not specifically to make more money because I think that's what a lot of masterminds are.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about, it's all about, you know, keeping you honest with that growth where you, you know, and I think for, for men, this is hard because we love to talk about our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you read off my resume. Well, that looks great, but, and I wasn't someone who would, was willing to share that ugly stuff because I didn't want people to know about that. And, and now that I have, done that, it's, it's my, my growth trajectory has changed just exponentially. And so it's, it's all for, for our benefit and, and, and defining who we are um, beyond that, the resume.
0: Um, let's talk about your wife. Um, and I'm, again, I'm jumping around the kind of things that just sort of interest me from what you wrote in the book. I'll just read one of the summaries in the book. When your wife is depressed listing reasons why she should not be depressed only serves to invalidate her feelings. For men shifting into problem-solving mode is instinctive, but attempting to solve our spouse's problems we fall into the invalidation trap. If your wife is upset regardless of why, her feelings must be validated. I you know, I think this is really important. Not only as as men or husbands I think we want to be like the fixers, right? The heroes. Absolutely. And also I guess I guess there's some version of that where where a, a woman can call that mansplaining. You know, but let me tell you how to how to do. This. So tell, tell me more about that. How did you be? How did you learn not to like be a fixer and rationalize everything? Oh,
1: the the uh, of, <laughs> it was a lot of trial yeah. and error. A lot a lot of mistakes. Um, I had I, I talk about this. Uh, there's a situation in in, in the mm-hmm. book. There's a scenario where um, you know. You could be, again, as the a lot of the men that I work with have done very well on the providing side. Mm-hmm. And you know, their spouses might be driving around in expensive uh, Teslas. Um, they travel internationally every year, and they can't understand why you know their lives are everything isn't isn't perfect. Like they, they fixed it all. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter what you achieved. There's going to be challenges in any relationship and and depression and and, uh, frustration and being down. These are all things that we all have to deal with. And so I think a lot of times um, I I know in my case that, you know, our spouses need to be heard. They just need to be heard. And and it's the same thing we do with our kids. It's, It's validation. Right. It's recognizing that you can't necessarily fix it but you need to listen to it so it's it's sometimes the the answer is as simple as just shut up and listen
0: silence i know because i think we just in general in in, in the world we kind of are thinking like well how do i respond to this um how do i fix this what do i say what I, and we just need to shut the hell up it's just hold hold and, space right
1: right and i right. gonna be very clear here david this isn't you know I'm not writing the book from a place of, oh, I figured this all out and now let me, you know, and I do this right every day because I don't. In fact, just yesterday, mm-hmm. my wife told me, you know, we had my my 10 year old was blowing up about mm-hmm. something. She was very upset and I wasn't listening. to her. Yeah. And my wife fixed it by listening to her. And she said to me, she said, did you notice the transformation mm-hmm. in our daughter? And I, I said, yeah, I noticed that she changed. her attitude changed. She said, all I did was listen to her and validate. And so that again was a reminder to me. And I'm working on all this stuff. It's not, it's not where you arrive at, you know, Nevada and you figured it all out. It's like, it's like being a good Christian or anything else you're working on. It's a process and I fail continuously. But the difference, the difference, David, is that my turnaround is a lot faster. Yeah. And I waste, I don't waste any time. You know, I don't let my ego get in the way. That was the, that was the challenge before is, you know, my need to be right or, right. you know, struggling with being wrong. I'm wrong all the but
0: time. But you recover. And that's okay. You said, but I recover, quicker.
1: I correct course. And that's what this is about. It's about getting back up and and moving on that right path so we can all live a full, meaningful happy yeah, life. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: laughing because I, you know, have a podcast about this stuff and I have an Instagram account and sometimes I don't do it so so well and my wife will point out, yeah, why don't you... Um, check out what you posted on Instagram today. Maybe that'll give you some insight into, into doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that. We're all a work in progress and you know, you wrote the book, but it's a deal. And, daily...
1: and our competitor, David, I just add that our competitor isn't, isn't the highlight reel that we see on Facebook or Instagram. It's yeah. ourselves. Yep. It's, it's where it's, this is a, a growth journey that we're, our benchmark is ourself and and where we were last year and what we're doing this year.
0: Um, I also love if I'm, if you don't, if you can indulge my jumping around a bit towards the end of the book, um, you have a little thing about how time evolves as we age. And in you say in your twenties, time is infinite thirties time is money forties time, never enough, which I find to be true 50s time is fleeting, in our 60s time is enjoyment, 70s time is about memories, and 80s time is gratitude. So I I love the concept of using that sort of awareness of time to our advantage. I've talked about this before. I have an app on my phone called We Croak, and it notifies me five times a day. I know it's really crazy. It says you're gonna die, you're gonna die five times, and you open it and it gives you this quote. Of course you know, when it pings and my 10 year old, like looks at the phone, why do you have this? It really helps me. It's really a reminder of of where we're at. How's my day going? Am I doing what I want to do in this sort of awareness of time? Excellent summary. So thank
1: you for that. Well, well, David, let's, I mean, I I love that you brought that up because this is so important. I I mean, I just spent, spent, I encourage everyone to spend time with people in their eighties and Let them tell you what's important Mm -hmm. because all this shit that you're dealing with today in your 40s and your 50s that you think is so important or so crucial, most of it doesn't even matter later on. I mean, let's take our careers, for example. We think our career is so important. It defines who we are. I just spent uh, a week with my parents who are 85 and 86. We did a cruise uh, the week after Thanksgiving, and my dad's been retired for 20 years Mm -hmm okay? And and he did some great advertising at a local level in the late 70s and the early 80s, but I can tell you that's not what defines no. him. That is not what defines him. So I think about that. I think about we're so much more than than a, a job will one day leave or a company will eventually sell, okay? So when you and you think about your time, it, it's so important, and you can't do this every day. You can't be good at every day, but it's back to those five core principles. And my argument is that Success is measured by getting that right. You know, Am I fulfilling myself yeah. Am I, my self needs are those being met? That's, that's one benchmark for success. Am I fulfilling the needs of, of my spouse? Am I taking care of my health, my physical and mental health, my food consumption? And these are all what, things that we can do every week. And again, you might get three of them right today, mm-hmm. but the key is that you don't go six months or right. six years and then you wake up and your spouse says to you, I don't even know you anymore because you haven't invested for so long. Right. So, so that's
0: the key. Right. You're aligning your life key. around these practices, you know,
1: but it's, it's how we define success. And the challenge is, is that societal benchmark is all money. Mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, are you driving a nice car or are living in an expensive house, taking expensive trips? and, and, and so much of that is just incidental and it's it's so much more. we're so much more than that
0: speaking of trips before we started recording um yeah before we forget out you were mentioning um to, to shift gears a new project that you were working on that you thought was uh interesting and maybe be of interest uh regarding travel would you like to, would you well, like to tell me about that
1: sure sure <laughs> we're, we're all faced with the same constraints you know we we all have limited financial resources and we want to provide for our kids. And we want to have those experiences, right? I think it all comes down to experiences all right, that's what your kids, our kids are going to remember. And that's what we're going to remember. Um, so if you believe that, then it comes down to, well, I grew up in a household where again, I was surrounded by kids who had more and were doing more than we were. And my mom's mantra was that would be, wouldn't that be great if we could do that, but we just don't have the right. money. Okay. Now I'm a believer that as soon as you, as soon as you dismiss something, our minds are incredibly capable. But as soon as we dismiss something, we put it aside and we don't think about it. We don't revisit it. We've already decided that that's not feasible, and so let's move on. And I think you're shortchanging. I know you're shortchanging yourself when we do that. And so my wife and I are co-authoring a new book, and it's basically how to live life on terms that. You know how to get the most out of life, and so we've got all these hacks about everything from from wedding. We were we were married at uh, at uh, in, in Buenos Aires at uh, in Argentina at the Four Seasons, and it didn't cost a hundred thousand dollars. The wedding cost ten thousand
0: dollars. Nice.
1: Okay, um, my wife has a uh, four carat diamond ring that we didn't pay retail for. We bought the stone, and then she designed the setting and paid someone else, and we paid a fraction yeah. of of the cost to have that. Um, traveling, we're big proponents on home exchange. Mm. So we live, we're fortunate to live uh, near the mm-hmm. beach in San Diego. And so, you know, for 150 bucks, you could put your house up on home exchange and we get offers from people all over the world who want to come and visit our beach and they're opening up their home for us to go and stay and it's all for free. So let me give How you an example. How far do you we live went, in the
0: beach, Stuart, if you you don't mind so
1: we're we're about uh i'm a little bit less than a mile very nice uh we have a small house Mm. we downsized here you know a modest home 2200 square feet but um it's attractive because of the location and so and but there are people all over the world on this app and they're having these incredible experiences so for example christmas new year's we went skiing in deer valley now uh, and we just swapped homes. We stayed in someone's home. Now that week would have been would have cost me ten thousand dollars or more for the house. And if that was the case, I couldn't afford it. Okay, but the house was free. We even went so we even swapped cars. So we drove our car to the airport, and when they landed, they picked up our car. And when we landed, we picked up their car. And so that uh-huh. saved me another fifteen hundred dollars. So this this fifteen thousand dollars ski week cost me maybe two thousand
0: and thankfully the people were responsible and didn't you
1: know well it's it's a it's a it's like it's a social <laughs> right, network right. right so you get raped uh, yeah, yeah. you get rated um you know and you can you can easily look at people's ratings yeah, 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 and find yeah. out how, who they are it's a it's a lot of people who have trophy properties mm-hmm. who are in their 50s and 60s and they're over it and they want to travel the world and they want to see other places and i mean you get what you have to give so it, it's just been a great experience for us. And, it's and I guess free.
0: the timing has to work out, right? If you're both swapping where you, you unless um, they, you know, are, yeah.
1: sometimes the timing does mm-hmm. work out. For example, when we were on the, we were on the cruise uh, during Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't, you know, we weren't using someone else's home, but we had people in our mm-hmm. house. So we get points for that. Ah, cool. Oh So we had, we had a family that came up from Mexico and from Mexico city, and they stayed in our house that week and we visiting grandma. So, and you collect points, and then you can use those points when when you know uh, and you don't. Yeah, have, it doesn't that, have to. It's reciprocal. probably
0: been around for a while. I'm not sure why we haven't haven't it used it yeah. yet. I mean, we've done many many Air Airbnbs and VRBOs, but it's something that's kind of been in the background that I've always considered, but uh, I've never. I'm, I'm not sure why more people don't do it. But
1: well, I can tell you why because the idea they don't want yeah. someone sleeping in their right. bed, they don't want someone going through their stuff. uh and but it's it's a very different experience from that, mm-hmm. and and we've had the best trips over the summer. We were in Sausalito, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah which like is a suburb yeah, I love of San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, so Sausalito, this you know beautiful house overlooking the the water, mm-hmm. three decks, amazing place, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, better than the Four Seasons or the Ritz Carlton. Okay, Definitely. and you've got a kitchen, and you've got your blender. I like to do my my smoothies and. And so, you know, instead of eating out three meals a day, you're going to the grocery store and you're shopping locally and, you know, eating out three meals a day, I would argue is incredibly expensive and it's not, it's not healthy and it's not fun. Um, So we don't have to do that when we travel. The other thing we do is, is a lot of times, you know, the, the ski house that we had was sizable enough. We brought in other friends, Mm -hmm. we had another family with girls our age and Uh, you know, and they bought the food for the the trip as a a thank you because they didn't have to pay for the accommodation. So we didn't have to pay for the housing. We didn't have to pay for the car and we didn't have to pay for the food. Yeah. And you get more space
0: too. a lot of the hotel rooms for a family four, it's kind of, kind of tight.
1: Oh, right. And you have a refrigerator, you've got everything you need. Uh, and it's, it's just, we, we reached the point where we cannot travel in hotels because it's so limited and so expensive
0: limited expensive um what about new york city do they have can you can you have you ever swapped in someone like a, like a big city or, or is it more
1: oh yeah absolutely no there there are people uh there's about five hundred thousand people online in san diego wow. there are about 400 homes online um and you know you get what you have to do mm-hmm. so so we're we're near the beach so we i get a lot of offers mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean, you know, if you live in Cleveland, Ohio, there's still opportunity. You would be surprised. People traveling on business, they need to go to the, the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so I highly encourage you look into Have it. Have you started this this book yet?
0: This project?
1: Um, yes, mm-hmm. yes, we started the book, but basically, it goes way mm-hmm. beyond way beyond this. It's it's how to get what you want without having yeah. to pay for it. It's...
0: Yeah. No, it's. Um... When um, do you think you'll offer it as like a um, workshop, class, or just just kind of like a a book? Or
1: well, we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But so much of you know, again, that we're all dealing with these constraints, and mm-hmm. so it's it's to eliminate this. Okay, we don't have the money to ha- to give you this experience. What if we could do? Yeah, this? and you can't. No, that that's always
0: has been our. Even when our kids were really young, we would take them on these trips because we always valued experience more more than stuff and then some people would say well they're not really going to remember it and why spend the money to take them there at such a young age and i kind of disagree i think it definitely has an impact when your lifestyle is more aligned around you know doing doing things instead of accumulating stuff and i'm not like against stuff i think some stuff is you know important and and can add a lot of value to your life, but. I'm not really big on, you know, designing my whole life to accumulate it. So I, it resonates what you're saying. Um, and, you have, and you talk well, about that in the absolutely. book, about give your kids more experiences versus stuff.
1: Right. Kids don't care about your yeah. stuff. I mean, it, they don't. And, and I'll give you a couple other experiences. I mean, when it comes to flights, mm-hmm. we fly in points. Mm-hmm. So we're flying free. Um, and we this past year, we had companion passes for the kids on Southwest. So we each got a credit card. You know, we normally are spending on that card anyway, and we got all our points and we got our campaign passes. So all year long, the kids flew free. That's awesome. So we flew to Florida to take the cruise and our flights were free because we used points and their flight. So, I mean, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of flights we didn't have to pay for. Our rental cars we don't have to pay for. Um, housing we don't have to pay for. And in this case, food we didn't have to pay yeah. for. So all it just came down to was the this, the ski package. Other options that we've done that I've, I think have been really worked was when we sold a house and before we moved to San Diego, we put everything on a truck mm-hmm. and while we didn't have a mortgage payment. We took off to Europe for two months. Awesome. And, you know, and so the cost of, of staying in Airbnbs and, and again, home exchanges, it was what we weren't worried about paying our, our mortgage or our rent back home when we were, we away and we could do this. We were working remotely at the time. So this afforded us that opportunity to do it on a budget.
0: Write the book; I want to read it. Um, where else do you want to go? We got we got like close to uh, yeah, close to the close to the end because I you know we well, could go. Say, so many more. I mean, it's, it's
1: oh yeah. Tell me what, what yeah, I, I want ahead. to say
0: to.
1: What I want to say that my my message here isn't so much about you know, the point of this is saying that we are incredibly capable of accomplishing what we want mm-hmm. and and understanding you know what success redefining success across these five core buckets um, rediscovering yourself and investing in yourself investing in your health and and evolving along the lines of of who you want to become and your capability and that is so important and and i like to look at you know, I, I've got this scenario—the 80th birthday—in the book. The yeah, this. I love that. Your 80th birthday, and and when you ask yourself, you know, so many, so so much of the decisions that we're making about ourselves and about, our, we're reacting to what's happening around us. For example, you're having a, a difficult time in your marriage, mm-hmm. and maybe this has been going on for months, or maybe even a couple of years. But what I like to do is, I, I the benchmark is who do you want to be when you're 80? Yeah, think about that 80th birthday party. Are you still going to be around? Are you taking care of your health to make it to that, that birthday, right? What are your, your kids are now grown. What are they going to say about you? Were you a dad or a mom who was there when they needed you? Um, who, who's, is your wife still with you or your spouse? And so if you look at that, if, if, you, if you keep that in mind, your perspective is so different than, okay, I'm having a difficult few months with my spouse. Maybe we should get divorced. And and I'm not saying divorce is always wrong. I mean, this is the reality we live in. But, but I'm saying that we tend to be reactive about what's happening right now. And what put this into perspective uh, for me was another friend who said, you know, your kids are little now and you're going through a really difficult right. time. This is the most difficult time in parenting when your kids are under five. But this is all going to change in a matter of months. Yeah. And so don't focus on that instead. So have this perspective and then work towards that end.
0: And sometimes and divorce is like a permanent solution to, to a temporary problem. I'm not saying always, obviously, many people should get divorced, need to get divorced I'm not shaming them. But sometimes that's, that's the like, you know what, I'm just going to end it, which is really permanent. You know,
1: there, there, there's always a solution. There's, there are always solutions when you open up your mind, whether it be, I want to take this trip that I don't think I can afford. Um, I want to, you know, improve my health. Uh, I don't know how to do it. There are so many, so many options for us, and and, and we can do that. We can. Turn and it around. I'll just
0: throw this out here. I just saw coming in February twenty twenty two. There's, you know, the author Daniel Pink. He wrote a book called Drive, because you're talking about. He wrote a book called The Power of Regret. How looking forward, how looking backward moves us forward. In Daniel Pink's new book, find out uh, how regret, our most misunderstood emotion can be the pathway to our best life similar to what you're talking about sounds sounds like something i'd be uh, interested in reading because i don't think a lot's been written on that i want to read it
1: absolutely david my, my biggest fear is i wake up having not achieved my potential yeah you no know, my biggest fear is i'm at that 80th birthday party and my kids don't want to spend time with me or my wife isn't around or you know what do my friends say what do my work colleagues say about me who's around me you know who 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 am i who have I? And then at that time it's too late. But the beauty of where we are now is we can rewrite this story. And, and you might be in a bad season of your life. You might, this is, I like to think of life in terms of a movie. You might, this might be a really bad scene for you. Maybe it's been bad for a couple years, <laughs> but things can be so much better. If you told me this when I, in 20, 2015, <laughs> when I was hitting bottom, I probably would have laughed at you. If you told me that my wife was still going to be around, and that I was going to be in much better shape and
0: health, uh-huh.
1: and that I was going to reclaim my identity, that I was going to be able to connect with my kids and know how to do all these things. I would, I would have thought you were, this was like the best case. It would have been like winning the lot.
0: What about if I would have said, and you're going to do this for a living and write a book and teach other men how to do it? And
1: <laughs> I, I would not have believed you, and yet here I am. And I am proof that you know, I've, I've turned around all these different areas of my life and you can do it too. How do you work? And, and that's what how I do you work have. with
0: people, or do you um, coaching one on one class? I think you have a class on
1: there. It, tell right. people how they can find so, you, how so they
0: can work with you, and then we'll uh.
1: sure. So the website is StuartRoberts.com. S-T-E-W-A-R-T-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com. The book there's a digital copy of the book. I'm giving that away for about a dollar. Oh, really? <laughs> um, there's an audio. There's an audio version of the book. There is a print version of the book you can get on Amazon. There's a course online. Mm-hmm. That basically takes the book and strips yeah. it down to, okay, here's what you do on Monday at 8 a.m., cool. right? And so, and then there's a, we're working on a boot camp. I've got um, a couple of the other men uh, in my group mm-hmm. here. I've got a former Navy SEAL and a former MMA fighter we're putting together a boot camp for men, which is going to be basically a long weekend mm-hmm. a reality check to uh, to set the course for change.
0: Nice. And what what other books would you recommend? Cause I know you read a ton of them and you oh, like, gosh. like, is there like, let's say one or two where you like that, that one or, 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 or any, any author podcast or anything where you're like, that's that person had such an impact on me.
1: Absolutely. So, um, one of the books that I'm, that I'm reading now that I'm really into is, uh, David Sinclair's, uh, actually it's, he's, he does his own podcast mm-hmm. now. He's a, he's a doctorate. uh, uh, at Harvard. And he's a longevity specialist. And he talks about, you know, foods you need to eat. And it, it's so dialed in now. He has, there's a, there's a test that you can take that basically will tell you when you'll die. Uh-huh. There's a, a blood test that will tell you, you're going to live to 85. You're going to live to 75 or 60. Wow. And, and the beauty of this is once you get past that, oh, I don't know. Do I really want to know that? Um, you can, again, we have time and you can change that. Trajectory. Did you take it? Okay. I haven't okay. taken it yet. But, uh, but so I'm really into David Mm Sinclair stuff, um, in terms of things that I, that I read, uh, Stephen Covey's book, seven habits written in the eighties classic, um, that's a tough one for a lot of people, but classic, I would listen to Stephen Covey who's now deceased, but I would listen to him on Mm audible and just to get my mind, you know, when, when things were, were, when I was losing it or panicking, I would listen to his voice and listen to that book. And I think in one year. I probably listened to him three or four times three uh, through the book three times. So that was huge. Uh, the power of now is another great book. Uh, that's also hard to digest, but talks about the importance of meditation. And, uh, um, so there, there are a lot of them, whole host of them that uh, have been great. I also like, uh, BJ Fogg is a professor at Stanford and he has done a lot of research on
0: habits Mm -hmm.
1: and changing habits and a lot of people are f- more familiar with Atomic Habits, which has been a yes. bestseller. But basically, that a lot of that information was pilfered from B.J. Fogg's mm. Stanford Lab. So, I would, so his, his book he wrote about eight years ago is called Tiny Habits. Okay. Um, you can also go online and read his stuff. So that's, that would be the next step I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're looking, okay, so I know I need to change my habits. How do I do that? I would would check out that. Well, that's what I website. love about
0: your work. It, you know, there's there's unlimited amounts of information, but but um, you have to apply it. And I think you're an action action man. So, absolutely. Thank you for the work you do. Um, I think I think we're good. I think that's people well, don't you. have the attention span. At least I don't.
1: <laughs> there's a book about. Of- no, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you very much for. Uh, for doing this, man. You got a lot of good energy too, without caffeine. I don't know how you do it. All that energy without the caffeine. Um,
1: I'm passionate about. Yeah,
0: no, it's awesome. I think
1: it's, important. but you
0: actually have inspired me to try to maybe put aside my, you know, boring bias and, and, and finally, you know, do, do the morning thing, wake up and cause, cause it is, is a little bit of a, uh, so bored like a, like a bias that I have. So, thank you. You've inspired me.
1: Thank you, Dave.
0: Have a good day in sunny San Diego. So jealous. It's so cold here. Maybe we'll swap houses you, one Andy. day. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to come to DC. All right, man. Thank you so much. Have a great right. day. See you. Bye bye. And there you have it. That was my conversation with Stuart Roberts. I hope you enjoyed it. I found it very helpful and interesting. I will put a link to the show notes for his book. Please consider leaving us a five-star review if this is helpful, or sharing it, passing it along to somebody. I thank you very much for listening. This is David Warren, and we'll see you next time.